Every Monday, just after 7.30, we talk fresh politics with political analyst uh, Ralph Mateka. Ralphie, thank you for joining us, sir. Good morning, Fresh. Good morning uh, to the crew, NG, Mpo, Somizi, and your listeners. Hello there. Mm. ANC, NEC, uh, I think will be in the news for the longest time. A lot of speculation regarding JZ. What are your views on that? Yeah, Fresh, it is happening. We have heard that the NEC has actually asked the top six uh, uh, leaders to start facilitating JZ's exit. And I, I think uh, they are actually reading the national mood very well, that they need to expedite this very quickly. Uh, and I think people are, you know, uh, really expecting it to happen very soon. I think, however, that logistically it will have to happen after the State of the Nation address. I mean, uh, the deputy president is now leading the delegation that is still Ramaphosa to Davos. And the whole process, they are not uh, committing to a specific date. Mm. And I think people will be relieved that at least this thing has now entered the ANC structures as a process, as something that uh, is on the agenda now and need to be expedited. So I think uh, this spells positive uh, shift, uh, what some things that people I think are expecting to happen. So mm. you, you might as well see the market reacting slightly positively to this kind of a statement. We always hear about speculation about this, speculation about that. How do we know what is fake news? How do we know what is just a decoy mm. and what is fact? Ah, that's a very good point, Fresh, because indeed uh, we are living in the age of misinformation. And one thing that is very interesting, I think, uh, from your question is that even ANC members themselves, they they do have this, uh, 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 we've seen them planting stories in the media mm. so that at least whatever they are trying to do inside, it is already gaining that public, uh, I would say, uh, resonance uh, before they do it. So mm. it, it is all about verifying, it is all about uh, checking, but it is now official uh, that uh, they said that, that the top six should should push through this. And if you look at it first, there is no way that the NC will have to be quiet about this. They've had their first NEC this year going into the January 8th, where they said that they focus on the statement, that is the January 8th statement. But now the elephant in the room, it has to be dealt with. And mm. I think there might be conversations that are already underway among uh, uh, senior people there within the party. What we see happening is that those conversations are now entering the party structures to make sure that this is, is done openly in a manner that the, at least the results will be acceptable. Mm. It looks like uh, the ADC doesn't, well, it said that it doesn't want to humiliate uh, the sitting president. Do you think there's going to be uh, negotiations of uh, an exit package of sorts? It, it, it is not in the interest of uh, the ANC, uh, no matter how angry they might be about President Jacob Zuma, how it negatively affects them. But it is not in their interest, actually, to humiliate him. Uh, and remember very well that uh, uh, President Jacob Zuma actually uh, knows a lot. and He has not really spoken. We are talking about a system here where quite a number of people might be implicated. Some are clearly stated to be implicated in, in, in wrongdoing. So you really have to manage it very carefully and mm. you have to treat him well because uh, you don't want him to start uh, uh, saying certain things that we might not know. Remember he has actually threatened that he will write a book about mm. corruption in South Africa mm. and how he understands. Small onion skeletons. Mm-hmm. Small onion exactly. skeletons. <laughs> 7.43, we're talking fresh politics on Metro FM. We're hanging out with Ralph Mateka. Changes at ESCOM, a new board? 
Uh, it is quite promising, Fresh. I mean, ESCOM is in the red. Uh, they need some money. Uh, actually, you could say ESCOM, it, uh, from what we hear from the reports, that ESCOM is actually bankrupt. So there is no other way. No one can push against any change there. That is why we've got a new board, uh, very interesting uh, people that I think are people with integrity. You've got Jabu Mabuza, who's responsible for the turnaround. Uh, Telcom is going there. You've got credible names like Professor Mahoba, uh, whom I've had a quick discussion with him last week. And I think very keen people who are going there to clean up ESCOM. It's going to take a while, Fresh, uh, because uh, the rating agencies have actually downgraded uh, ESCOM, so the cost of borrowing at ESCOM is quite high. And if they need to stabilize this, if we need to take ESCOM elsewhere, we uh, there's no one who's going to give ESCOM some money under the previous, who was going to give some money under the previous board. So mm. the current board, it is the people you can send to a bank and to go ask for further funding and capitalization of ESCOM. And I think that uh, that confidence is it, it's slowly creeping back to ESCOM. Does it seem like uh, Lynn Brown was completely sidelined in this whole uh, setup of the new board? And uh, is it symbolic that it was uh, Deputy President Cyril Ramaphosa that announced a new board at ESCOM on Saturday? It, 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 I mean, he's using, I, I think Ramaphosa has been very careful here. He's not necessarily being seen at the forefront of this, but it is known that uh, some of the decisions that seems to be shifting uh, towards more reasonableness, he's behind those decisions. And I think he's uh, exercising some form of soft power, being careful not to be seen as being a power monger. But uh, through, uh, especially if you look at this ESCOM, through the interministerial committee, he's been able to uh, uh, release some of those decisions. In my view, I think Ramaphosa is de facto president. If you look at some of the decisions that have come from government recently, uh, you look at what is happening at the NPA. Clearly, people who are against corruption are feeling more emboldened to act. And uh, those people have always been there in the in the past. It's just that uh, the powers that be, the, the balance of forces in the past were such that they didn't push it so far. But now, if you look outside, you, 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 you feel this wind of change and you wanted to do the right thing and, you know, you end up doing that. And mm. you've always known what is the right thing to do. Sure. And uh, finally, NPA, PIC, hoping to retrieve at least 50 billion rand. Uh, let's talk about that quickly. Fresh, this is a very complex one as well. Now you're going at uh, the whole financial network of moving money. Banks are involved, and I think uh, the aim here is to recover the loot. Uh, mm. If you look at what's happening in the USA, you know, you have the FBI investigating, you've got the Securities Exchange Commission in Washington is going to get involved. And I think with cooperation from those entities, here in South Africa will be able to, uh, to uh, retain some of the money that I think have been ill-gotten. So I think the wheels of justice are moving, and this is going to be a globally coordinated effort uh, mm. the way in which I see it. Ralphie, have yourself a great week. We chat again uh, in a week as we talk fresh politics on Metro FM. Ladies and gentlemen, Ralph Mateka.